everybody. Just get the sound check. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome lame. to Corner Conversations uh, podcast. We're going to talk to you. Words. You're so far away from Phrases. Oh, am I really? Yeah. Is, that be- is this better? Okay, Welcome to oh. Corner Conversations ASMR. <laughs> We're I don't think people know what talking about ACMR is. The Lord. <laughs> ACMR? Yeah. Audio Christ <laughs> movement. Uh, Redemption. Zach, you're back. We've missed you. Zach, we podcast without you. is back. We, we didn't really podcast without you. Greg didn't even hit record because we were missing you so bad. <laughs> like, did you try to podcast and you literally didn't hit record and got through and then like oh well, no i never hit uploaded. record it's already it ugh. just it shouldn't be we just we're gonna take it down because you weren't on it <laughs> take that it time down was there it was probably fine i mean i haven't listened <laughs> but <laughs> it was probably fine you know My i vote still, of confidence is just mind-blowing i still I have to listen to a podcast a full a full podcast of ours i still have not i don't know what no. it is other than i just don't listen to podcasts you don't listen to any podcast. If we put it on YouTube, I probably would have watched them all already. But I don't listen to podcasts. Uh, well, welcome to the nineties. Thanks. I got my anti-skip in my pocket. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to try Just to figure out another avenue to use these. I saw that the there was a study done recently that the average podcast listener is less than ten minutes. No, 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 no. They're they. Average 80, make 000. over eighty thousand a year. What do you mean? They listen to eighty thousand podcasts. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. The average They're... income of a podcast listener is over eighty thousand a year. Oh, so okay. <laughs> you'll make more money if you listen to more podcasts. I don't think. I think it's the other way around. Oh. I don't think that's causal. If you make more money, you listen to more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, if I if I get to the point in my life. That I'm making eighty grand. Then at that point, I will probably be listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. It's interesting though. It's the it's like the the highest of any form of media. Hmm. Where have you been? Michigan. Thank you. If I mean, even if you didn't pray for my dad, I guess thanks. But thanks I, I, especially. That was like an, thank you. Wow. <laughs> if, that was so passive aggressive. If you have prayed for my dad, thank you, because he went into hospital a month ago and didn't. the doctors couldn't find out what was wrong, and then they found out what was wrong. It's a lung disease, and he didn't know what his prognosis would be, but he's doing super well. He had to get a tracheostomy and a feeding tube, and now just yesterday and today he had his first meals in the last month. Wow. He got to get off oxygen. Uh, he's going to have a swallow test done on Monday and might be going home as early as next Wednesday. So that's really cool. And, uh, yeah, going through that process for me, just a quick note on why we do things together, why we have community. We get together every Tuesday morning to pray for our community and the prayer requests that have come in every Sunday and throughout the week. And just because we're pastors doesn't mean that we don't have prayer requests. In fact, we... We always have things that are going on because we're people who have needs and hard things. And it's amazing to go before God, but it's so much more amazing to be able to invite other people in as well and say, this is what's going on in my life, and this is what's really hard. And it was really hard for me to watch my dad go through this, but to know that I had a team that was praying with me was huge. And my dad, 
Uh, my dad says thank you as well. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of you have been praying for him, and he's just beyond thankful. He says that thank you doesn't really sum it up. So, yeah. yeah, Michigan was great. Saw family, saw friends. I'm excited to be back here with my family and Corner Church, jump back in, and yeah. You guys took care of all the snow for me while I was gone, so that's really why I left. Waited, yeah, till you were gone. I really did wait till the snow was about to hit so I could leave. Yeah, let you guys take fun. care of it. It wasn't that much snow. We didn't really <laughs> didn't get almost anything compared to what they were saying. Yeah, and now it's warm. Now it's all slush. Welcome to yeah. spring. <laughs> this is. is the the season where there is a a bunch of snow stacked up next to streets and the boulevards and stuff. And also melting. So when you step out of your car, or if you're trying to get from the street to the sidewalk, either leap or be okay to get wet up to your mid-calf. I just bought myself a pair of those rubber cleaning gloves that I'll pull over my shoes for <laughs> every every trip outside for the next two months. Yeah, people think boots are for the snow. No, boots are for this season. Yeah, yep, boots Nish. is just for right now. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I. I think it's uh, an important part to culture to be able to allow for just have a plan or to be intentional so that when there's a need somewhere in the world that you need to be at, and the world isn't necessarily always far away. Sometimes it's just at home. You need to be at home. And there are so many pastors that just go, well, man, it would have been good if I could have stepped away, but I just can't. And uh, I'm really thankful that we all can lean on each other, cover for each other, help each other. That's really a, yeah. a cool thing. Yeah, big thanks to Ty. Yeah. Ty spoke at Camden last week, and Ty's just been part of our team for a long time, so super great to have that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we... it, it's pretty cool to uh, a, a great measure of health of team is the, I mean, this isn't our goal to stay this way forever for Ty. Let that be said, but... When great people give their time for free, that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, Ty's all in. Ty and Rachel. Rachel does so much with kids stuff. Uh, you know, I just I send out the weekly kid devotionals, and uh, those things don't just happen. She does a daily devotional for families. Yeah. And uh, that's amazing that she does that. And uh, they're working diligently getting to know their neighbors and connecting and discipling people so that they can uh, plant a church in St. Louis Park. Proud of them. Yeah. I know we should say those things in front of Ty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, we do. Maybe he's not like Zach and listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, he actually Maybe listens. he cares. He makes over 80,000. Oh, oh, That's wait. what it is. Oh, wait. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't listen to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of things happening in the Corner Church world. Just to, to mention some things that are a little bit farther out that are coming up is that on uh, February 23rd, we have our Winter United service. It's at the Kenwood Community Center, 10 o'clock. It's a beautiful area. It's, it's going to be so south good. side. It's uptown-ish. Ish. Yeah. Emphasis on the ish. Edge of uptown. Edge of uptown. Welcome to our Edge of Uptown United service. Yeah. I'm just, I am hoping that we keep cold enough weather that come the 23rd, we have good snow. I'm hoping sleep. Saturday it dumps. Yeah. just But not enough that makes it hard to set up. Big old dump. <laughs> just on the hill. Big yeah. old dump right on the hill. <laughs> God, if you're listening, you can just leave a big yeah. old dump right on the hill. 
So that's happening. We'll go sledding afterwards. And then other thing is that go to our website, cornerchurch.tv, and check out our uh, spring semester. I know it feels like winter still, but spring semester connection groups. Uh, now is the time, these last days of January, to register for the groups you have interest in. Uh, we're there, they're all there, some explanations, some details, and uh, connection group leaders will reach out to you when you register. So if you want to be involved in one, uh, please do it. Do it. Cornerchurch.tv slash groups. That's it. That's it. We're going to take a quick break and jump into the message. Reconciliation. Reconciliation. He always has to add a song. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know Zach's back. Is That's the reconciliation guy. song. Ty doesn't sing at all. No, but random is that. Or Ty does that, that deep voice that's really oh, weird yeah, and awful. That's the worst. <laughs> Ty, if you're listening, I'm sorry on behalf of Greg and Scott. <laughs> oh, we told him. I like clearly. your voice. Here's the, yeah, the uh, thing that's remarkable about Ty is that you can go, hey, Ty, say something. You can go, hi. And then the next minute he goes, <laughs> Autobots, roll out. Reconciliation is we need to reconcile with Ty. Ty, I oh, like your he's voice. Fine. You keep doing your voice. You know, that's a good way to put it. Just, he's you know what? When you feel fine. broken in relationship, just say, they're fine. Well, that's like, or I'm fine. When you're yeah. hurt as a oh, kid and you're really hurt, but you go show an adult and, like, you're fine. You're fine. Just stop. You're fine. And like, yeah. no, I really, my bone is sticking out. Look I at it from this angle. Saying you're fine if your bone's sticking yeah. out. I have had <laughs> many stories from my mom and her parents that, wow, my mom fell out of a tree and broke her arm as a kid. And her mom just said, you're fine. Just shake it off. And then had to take her to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is really easy to tell a, a little kid if they just trip and splat on the floor. They're not... They didn't fall that far. Yeah, they're not damaged that bad. Yeah. And so it's so easy to go, come on, get Let's up. Go. It's good. I've been on the lookout or listening for people that say it is what it is or something that's related to that as of late. And uh, That's the phrase. People say it a that lot. That is the phrase. Like, Man. how was your week? Eh, it was okay. Well, first people say good. And then after that, people will say, well, there were some challenges. Well, yeah, well, how was that? Eh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how's work? Eh, how's, how's your family? How were the, how were the holidays? <sighs> Man, it was so good to be together. Except for, well, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we, we're we trying to cover up the fact that things are hard. That's what it ends up being is like we don't – we can't fully admit that this just sucks. So we add the caveat on the end of, you know, it is what it is. Well, it's an admission at some point that you, there's things you can't control. Well, but also – I mean, jumping into what we're talking about today, it can be so easy, an admission of like, uh, it's out of my control, or it's in my control, but I'm not going to... What I have to do to make things better, I'm not willing to do. 
Yeah, maybe it's in my control, but the burden's not on me. Is what it can be easy to feel like. I'm all. We can do reconciliation as soon as they do X. Yeah. Yeah. Estrangement is. I mean, it's pretty common, and reconciliation can feel pretty impossible. So yeah. that it is what it is is kind of just like, well, I've wrestled through some things and I have no idea what to do. So I guess it is just, it is what it is. And Yeah, what's the difference between being patient and having that it is what it is mentality? I uh, talked to one of our missionaries this week that we support, to nameless because it, he's been in tense areas around the world and they actually had to evacuate. And so I saw him. I haven't talked to him in person since they evacuated because of threat of arrest. Hmm. And uh, and he said, oh, I said, well, man, you must, it's really tough to leave everything, the people you love, your home, you just, you have to pack up and leave within hours. And he goes, well, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've talked about uh, this this is our, year, our theme for the year is reconciliation. We've talked about the cost of reconciliation, that it's uh, it's not one-sided. It isn't necessarily mutual or fair, but there is no avoiding that there is cost on every part, every side for reconciliation to take place. I mean, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there is no, no person can say, well, it wasn't my fault, so I'm not a part. I don't have to cost anything. Uh, that's not, not true. And the same thing, it can be completely your fault, and you can say... I'll just, I'll bear all the burden. That's also not true. Hmm. And last week we talked about reconciliation and relationship with God. And uh, it was was a lot of intense conversation uh, to verbalize, to put a lot of Paul's writings on the table about Jesus's part, the cost of reconciliation, and then to just go, all right, what's, what's my cost? and uh, working through that. So today we come to reconciliation and relationship with people. And uh, um, I've been thinking about this for for a couple weeks, but especially this past week going, uh, this, I feel like there may be some people that I just need to remind that this is coming this week. I want people to come. But this is, you know, because... I was thinking about, like, this is very intense to me because the concepts and the questions are really intense. But uh, I don't have really, really close people in family. I, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't wake up in the morning and think about the estrangements I have. Yeah. And, like, the filter is, is if I woke up on Sunday at 7 o'clock and got ready and got to church at 8.45, and that whole time before church just going... Thank you. It's crossed the mind several times. I haven't talked to my son in years. I haven't talked to my son. I don't have any sons. But that somebody has that moment. And then we go, hey, today we're talking about reconciliation between people. And that, that this is a heavy, heavy topic. And uh, it'll be interesting to, I, I don't, we're not going to underhand it. Yeah. But also, uh, yeah. Maybe we're, skip it. We're not talking about it. <laughs> I think it's important to remember that reconciliation with people has to have a foundation built of first our understanding of reconciliation with God. Yeah. This is, I talk a lot about how we can't, we can't just willpower through. Willpower can be a powerful thing that we can 
employ, but I, this I don't of think it all is. things. Like a lot of research, some stuff that I read recently uh, tying, tying back to uh, just life-altering patterns, uh, dealing with like simple addictions, like even the opposite of uh, not working out or... You know, not drinking enough water. Yeah. All those willpower is terrible. Oh, it's crap. not a good tool. I feel like I'm willpowering through my workouts right now. Oh, I'm gonna stop soon then. I know. <laughs> no, yeah, and workouts so, have been so good. if willpower isn't the thing, then what do you do? Well, hold that thought. Okay. Willpower is something that we can use for smaller things because it does mm-hmm. good enough a job estrangement and reconciliation it is impossible so we have to have the foundation of first we are reconciled to god and then how do we reconcile to people from that foundation i i think that maybe answers some of your next question that it has to start with our understanding of us yeah willpower is a momentary thing like yeah i'm in this i don't want to do this right now i gotta just do it that's willpower. Willpower isn't doesn't lead to lifelong change in yeah. any aspect of life. So yeah. we can't just say, oh, I need to fix this relationship with so-and-so. I'm just going to willpower it and put myself near them all the time. Like That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah, because willpower has a lot of tie to emotion or feeling or where you're at in that moment. Yeah. And uh, most of life is not friends with those things. Yeah. <laughs> Last week we... Had a, we introduced some economics realities that currency affords us transactions that are immediate and final, don't require relationship or trust, because you put all of those things in the coin. And so in a world that is outside of currency, where you barter for everything, things are slow, long-term relationship, trust, all those things are tied to it. And uh, so we asked the question of, so how does that immediate and no trust or relationship needed affect your perspective of reconciliation. And that, like, that was people, man. That may be the, the question of the year. That was tough. <laughs> it was real. Man, people really dug into that. And this week, a, a little bit, again, more on that economics theme, but there's so much. Economics makes sense because it's, economics isn't really about money. It's about transaction. It's about value and and ascribing value and how it's, exchanged hands. It's the trading of cost. Yeah. And so uh, it obviously goes together really well with reconciliation, but thinking about why people work and all the, you know, for the money, passionate, God told them to, uh, trying to make the world better, uh, to simple provision, bored, need something to do, uh, all these things. And the, the answer is, is that that why people work is not singled down to one person. Well, that person only works for the money. Well, that's that motivation to work may be true for some moments, but not always. And if it is just a singular point, uh, that'll run out quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so look, thinking about that, then to ask the question, well, why would somebody, what motivates somebody to do the work of reconciliation? <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Because just like you talking about willpower somebody can say the reason I'm doing the work of reconciliation is because I'm supposed to supposed to I'm gonna do it this is what God wants for me to do yeah God well, that's another one yeah uh, it's because I'm sick of the pain or mom wants me to or all these things yeah I think it goes back to what Zach was saying is that it's 
the work of reconciliation is a recognition that humans have value yeah. and that we we have we are supposed to honor that value and estrangement isn't honoring of who people are i would say wanting reconciliation is a good thing but i would say that even misses the whole that yeah, well, because... wanting is still just another thing in that list of reasons yeah. that are not full pictures i think i mean there's power in the diversification of your your drive because if it is boy i really really want to reconcile with them well i bet if i wait long enough i'll find a moment when i don't want to reconcile. yeah <laughs> you yeah know? and for sure as reconciliation as we've looked at through this whole series and we'll look at through the whole year is reconciliation isn't a moment. Yeah. And so if you say, well, you just got to want to bad enough, well, if reconciliation takes the rest of your life, uh, I bet you can find some moments when you don't want to. That's why the willpower doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, commitment, it's an important element of it. Wanting, it's an important element. It, it You know, calling of God, it's an important element. But, uh, we gotta, you know, just, we just, you, you can't, you can't just say, the reason I'm doing this is because uh, God wants me to. We can take it like I'm supposed to. We can take it and make it a little different conversation to get some context. Uh, why do you have relationship with your wife? That's the yeah, same. No, it's, a, it's the exact same, same thing. Same kind just, of thing. Like, yeah. Well, why well, do I have relationship yeah, well, why with my would wife? You, well, and even rephrasing that to match this is that why would you do the work of having a healthy marriage for the rest yeah. of your life? Yeah. And if you say, because uh, every time I see her, I feel butterflies. Well, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> that changes. That is, and, or if it, it's because because it's always it's we still get so butterflies. Much fun comes. together. It's like, yeah. Okay. Because the work of relationship, work of reconciliation, yeah. uh, it we got to dig deep in that. And the thing that we're really going to try to avoid today or on this Sunday is going, uh, if you have an estrangement, you need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And then to be a single force element and trying to do force you to do the work of reconciliation. Because that might... You might call or text that person on Sunday, but yeah. What do, what do you do when the? Because we've talked in economic terms, so I'll continue that. But the like, it's easy to use a spouse as an example. But what do you do when somebody says, "Yeah, but this person's not worth it"? Yeah, well, I, I don't. A, I don't think it can be overcome. Way. Are you saying you you as a person who has been well? Done I do harm I do all these things to have great relationship with my wife, but I'm not willing to do it for X because that relationship's just not worth it. Sure, I would say for me, if I'm in that place, it's that I have failed to recognize the value in that person that God's already placed on them. Yeah. And you, I mean, it goes back to what you said that it, at any point in which I say I'm unwilling because anything value related i'm i'm missing what god has already yeah. placed on that person and that's a simplification but it's but the, that's the, it. but in that simplifying the answer to move away from that is not to go you need to see god's value in them it's to see god's value in them. yeah it's not 
being told, it's realizing and seeing. And those things are... Yeah. That's the I want to challenge, honestly, for, for me and for us on Sunday, that if I can answer this question quickly... I probably should spend some more time asking myself the question. This yeah. is, it's not meant to be like, yeah, what's your one action step takeaway that you can go do today, this afternoon? Because maybe even with reconciliation, maybe God doesn't even want us to take that step today. Maybe there's like, hey, you need to spend some time evaluating and planning and making sure that you're in this for the right reason. Yep. But yeah, like, what if, let's what if, dive in. What if the answer, this is, I mean, this is prescribed, but this is, but for, me, what if, what if the answer is to go? Hey, you need to, you need to be committed to pray for them yeah. every day. Yeah. And not timetable it. Not yep. Like I will pray for you that person every day for the next month. Yeah. Uh, the I think the timetabling sometimes can cheapen stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reconciliation is a it's an internal process, right? Yeah. So it requires. It requires a change of the heart and just doing things, expecting your heart to change, may, maybe isn't always the yeah. approach. I th- we're going to talk about change a little bit too, which is, I thought, uh, super fascinating. That He doesn't even know the words. Time will change me. You're welcome. But <laughs> the side at the end is the best. <sighs> it's really hard to think of things in life that don't change. It's especially when you put in the measure of time, long term periods of time. But I've I've talked to people, we've all connected with people in the last month that probably have said, you know one thing that'll never change? Is how messed up this relationship is. Yeah. And like, like everything things change. It is everything what it changes, is. but but a broken relationship can be like the immovable. Literally, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> there's just like that is. is like there's that no is way the this can change. Yeah. And uh, so you put together. I don't know if I really want to do the work of reconciliation. And I don't think it'll ever be better anyway. <laughs> uh, that's a lethal or a, at least a, a stop stopgap of a reconciliation absolutely I think we need to definitely be aware of what we're putting our hope in but yeah when I say yeah, this is never going to change that's me losing out on the process of hope really yeah anyway, which is I want to pursue hope I want to learn what that looks like and uh not what? to be fake about it, but what does hope look like in the midst of a reconciliation that seems impossible? Where's hope in that? Yeah, but what is what like what's going on when a relationship that was so important and not that all relationships that need reconciliation are those top tier relationships. I think there are minor estrangements that also need attention. But you know, why would a, a close relative estrangement, like we have great moments in your past and valued each other deeply. You know, what is happening? What happened? What's going on that you would say, can't go back? Is it, is it pain? Is it, I know it is the lack of hope, but 
Yeah. I think it, you're saying that that relationship's not worth it. You you may have even identified the cost and said, yeah, that cost is is too much. Yeah. That yeah. relationship I, is not worth that cost. I do think one side of it, which is the part of reconciliation as a com- as compared to just simple forgiveness, is that maybe part of the unchangeable is that you know, I'm willing to do my side, but they got to do their side first or it's it wasn't my fault or um, I there's no way that I could pay the cost. I know that they're trying, but you know, like there's all those the, the breakdowns of mutual or unavoidable cost on each side. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's why we have to think about it as a, a reorienting of the heart because if we, if we are still just focused on ourselves, then we'll never be at a place where we can say any cost was worth the pain that we experienced or nothing is worth paying it because... It doesn't make me feel better. But it's about reconciliation. It's about seeing the other person and seeing their value. Yeah. We're going to, I mean, we're going to put a bunch of things on the table, but, you know, that what we're going to end to. Cash dollars. Work, work, what's that? Putting cash dollars on the table. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Uh, but what is going to mo- what is going to move you to do the work of reconciliation and broken relationships in your life. Because hmm. you can only use that once per podcast. Oh, did I do it already? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Every right, single dialogue question. Boom! <laughs> yeah, I'll go to boom. <laughs> do it. Yes. We'll, well, don't worry, we'll edit that out. Just flavor, flavor. We're going to start actually putting the Cheer, on boy. Sunday. We'll ask a question, and then in the slide, it'll do the... You know what you haven't done in a while? Huh. Oh, I just did a huge mistake. Uh, what? Price is right. Oh, that's what I was going to go for, but I was like, no, he already did kind of the pseudo price is right one. Bob Barker. <laughs> that's a really good thing you can say if you're super angry, but you don't want to cuss. Ah, Bob Barker. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) Good is a little generous. Do it all the time. (laughs) Now, if you could get Atlas doing it, that would be incredible. Ah, teacups. That's another good one. Yeah, teacups. Raspberries. We saw that in a kid's movie today. The one character got real upset. (laughs) Ah, raspberries. I'm all done. All right. Raspberries, yeah. So pretty much any word. Just pick a word that has a pluralization on the end. That's it. Ah, LED lights. (laughs) I didn't think that you could come up with a bad one. That was literally the worst option. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be my thing now. Ah, half price shipping on all items until 7 p.m. on Friday. (laughs) Yep. Wow, this went off the rails. Yeah, hey, we're back. Oh, but the the thing, <laughs> let's reconcile this conversation. Yes, <coughs> is the in restoring or reconciling relationship with a person, knowing what to do is hard, but easy compared to being able to actually be motivated for the cost of doing those things, and so 
While we could take this moment to tell people prescriptively all the things they should do to restore relationship, uh, that yields nothing but to go, what's going to move you to do the work? Mm -hmm. And then be left with that. Hint, it probably has nothing to do with the other person. Yeah, bummer. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Which is, that's like the hardest thing if you've been... So if you've been hurt, yes, we don't want to negate that you maybe somebody did do something to you that was very hurtful, and at the end of the day, you can't change anything they do, and that's so hard. Reconciliation, you can only do as much as you can do, and somebody might not come to the table. Is uh, what it is? It's the, <laughs> the, the, the power of, of the phrases we see in Scripture, uh, forgive as Christ forgave us, that... You know, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, we are, you know, we are unworthy or undeserving of the grace that we receive, uh, even though we can't do what we want to do and do what we don't want to do. All these things uh, point back to the intensity of reconciliation does not make simple math. It's not going to go, well, you know what, this is pretty easy. I'm just going to, this, this makes perfect sense. Oh, this is logical. This is, you know, it may in the end the cost may be worth it, but uh, those first steps are tough. I think this is an ideal message. I'm excited for it because I feel like these are the exact kind of things that God is really interested in partnering with us in. If we're willing to come to him and be real to say, okay, God, I see this theme in your word and what I believe you to be that you are fully forgiving that you're patient, that you've always turned your heart toward me, not away from me. And in this situation of reconciliation, I don't have that and I don't want it. But you have this and I know that's your desire. So I'm not going to fake it. I don't have willpower for it. You got to show me my first steps. Like I'm excited for that moment. And it's not a moment that's going to like, oh, everything's fixed because we had that dialogue with God. But I think he's willing to step with us down this path if we're willing to be real with him. Yep. His heart's reconciliation. I mean, this was his idea. You know, it's, yep. it's he specializes his thing. in it. And I, the thing that really, really just rocks me is to think that our process of reconciliation in relationship with God has been something that's been in works throughout eternity. And so to think that we can, in a broken relationship with a person, can have some magic words or try once or whatever. Uh, the epic process of reconciliation is before us. Mm-hmm. That's fun. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, simple, hard. That's I mean, simple and hard is usually yeah. the stuff. The stuff. Well, yeah. we want to challenge you to, yes, be involved in your church community. Yes, to if you're in Minneapolis, we'd love to meet with you, have you come to our community be honored to have you but uh in the midst of this too man be asking that question be praying about that what what estrangements are are following you and uh what is the work Hmm. and then are you willing to do the work of reconciliation thanks for hanging see you guys later